Praise the Lord. It's chat time again. Praise the Lord. It is chat time once again. Now, this week, we are going to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, for several weeks, I've been promising that we were going to be talking about uh, what the Bible says about a bitter heart or about going through hard times and, um, you know, give you some scriptures about faith and encouragement and 
And I have to say that one of my pet peeves when some people talk about the Lord or they'll read a scripture, um, I don't know, it, it, it just makes me laugh because it's like they talk like they're so holy, like it's just, you know, for example, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You know, it's like these and thous and I don't know, it just makes me chuckle because people have an idea of what it was like in the Bible, but it's not always the truth. It's not, you know, they had hard times in the Bible. They had, the people in the Bible had hard times. When you think about, uh, when I think about hard times, I think about Abraham when he had to dig a well. And then he had it for a little while. Now, digging a well is no easy chore. You know, that's hard work. Granted, he had people to help him, but then somebody came along and filled it all up with dirt. And then, and then he had to go on, and he had to build another well, dig another well. And then somebody came along, and they filled it up with dirt, and then he had to do it again and again. And if that doesn't make somebody mad, you know, and in the heat and dry, and it's, it's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to do it now. Who'd want you have equipment to do it for you? I mean, but they had to do it by hand. The labor, the expense, and and the and in the way it would affect your cattle. You know, you wouldn't have been able to if you went to water the the, the livestock. You wouldn't be able to because you get to the well and find out that it's been polluted and plugged up. You know, then, you had, know, then the yeah. time it takes to dig another one. Well, that, to, to me, I, that, I think of that as hard times. I mean, there are other things that are very hard. Look what Jesus went through. You know, he had to die on the cross for us to be saved, and that's no easy feat. Uh, that, that is it was very, impossible very, for man to do. That, that's very, very... The ultimate sacrifice. But, you know, we can't avoid hard times. That's inevitable. No. I mean, there's all kinds of... Uh, hard time. That's so true. You can't avoid it. I mean, everybody's going to run into it at one point or another, and you're either going to go through it and come out praising the Lord, or you're going to end up bitter about it. And it could be something financial. It could be a loss it of a loved one. It could be something physical. It could be a sickness, a physical ailment that lasts for years yes. sometimes. You know, and, and some of it those, could be somebody just doing you an injustice, and you feel like they shouldn't get away with it, you know. Right. And yeah. I, I heard this one guy, uh, he went through something, and they said, well, God brought you through. He said, well, God caused it. He said, so he didn't thank <laughs> God for it, you know. Oh he he said it was his will, his desire. I said, oh, my. Just the way certain people look at certain things. You know, and, and it's it's... Hard times aren't pleasant. I don't care what it is. And I know that people listening to this program today, everybody has had, or maybe they're going through hard times right now. Right. And it makes you cry. Mm -hmm. It makes you mad. It makes people have a bitter heart sometimes. Look at Hannah. Mm -hmm. She couldn't have a child. And she was just so bitter about that. Mm -hmm. She was irritated and... 
You know, and, and sometimes going through hardships make people angry. Right. And they lash out at other people. And it changes and, them. You know, I don't think David was bitter, but I think his experiences with people made him a little harder in his assessment of people. There was a time when he was tenderhearted towards people and when they would do things that would touch him. But as he became older, he became less sensitive to those type of things, you know. The Lord had to touch him up a couple of times. Now, now, now go all the way back to the beginning uh, of Genesis, mm -hmm. you know, and talking about bitterness, Cain and Abel. Yeah. They, uh, you but know. His was resentment. He, yeah, Cain. But he was irritated. I mean, what he, he was, was going through, he, what he thought. He was envious. Yeah, it was, he was irritated. He, that was an understatement. And the Lord let him know that his brother's desire would be towards him. Do you know that didn't matter? Isn't it something how somebody could care for you, they could love you, they'd be concerned and about somebody, and it won't even matter. It didn't matter to Cain that Abel adored him. It didn't matter to him. And, and what was really good about God is that God went to uh, Cain, and he, went, he, he told him, now you better be careful. Sin is knocking at your door. Mm -hmm. You better be careful. He warned them. Right. And you know, Cain was the type of person, and this is, this is goes to tell you about Eve. She had an inner knowing about the children that she brought into the world. Now, she brought enough children into the world that they were able to marry and remarry and have children to build cities. That's mm -hmm. how many children Mm -hmm. You know, she, they had to their, to their name. They had enough children that the children had children and had children, enough to build a city. She did not mention not one of them. She did not consider not one of them worthy of even a mention. But when she had Cain, she said, God has given me a man-child. So Cain had something about him. He had the potential to be a good leader. Maybe that's why Abel adored him so. There was something about Cain. He had the potential but he never lived up to it. She didn't say that about Abel, but Abel was an honorable man, but she said that about Cain. And the next time, after all those generations, she said it about Seth. Mm-hmm, right. So that, I think, was the first time we saw sibling rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, and that right there creates bitterness. Mm -hmm. You know, you get irritated with your brother or sister, natural brother or sister. Um, that's where bitterness can set up in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you're either jealous or you're envious it, right. or you're um, angry or you, you feel like you don't, you're uh, not treated the same way or... Yeah, you um, become resentful. Right. So that, that creates bitterness in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't want bitterness to set up in your heart. Because there's a, a hatred in it. Because look what happened to Cain. He, he, I mean, he was so bitter, he just couldn't let it go. Right. He just could not let that go. He, Even after the Lord, uh, you know, kind of talked to him about it. He tried to warn it. him because in his, in his heart, you know, there, there are people who feel like they're entitled. Now, this what I, what Cain did. I think he offered up the right sacrifice up until he looked at his crop, and I believe a sort of pride set in as well because he felt like his crop was equal to a live 
sacrifice because the Lord said in the process of time. So that means as time went on, somewhere along the line, his viewpoint about what should be sacrificed changed. And then he offered up that, and the Lord said, I don't accept that. He probably felt it was a good idea, but God was saying, you didn't consult me. No, I don't want that. You know? So are you saying that in the beginning when he was offering up his, his sacrifice, which was not a live sacrifice, the Lord was accepting no, it? No, I think he was offering live sacrifices. And in the process oh, and of then time... Oh, just changed? Yeah, in the process of time, they said, the, the word says, he, he offered up his, what he, with the works of his hand, you know, he offered up his harvest, and the Lord did not accept it. And he knew that God hadn't accepted it. See, so, so there had to be a closeness and a communication with God that was so close that Cain was well aware of the fact that God had rejected his, his offering. He knew that God hadn't accepted it. And, you know, there's something um, about sacrificing things to the Lord and your heart. Mm-hmm. That's tied in together because... The Lord doesn't look at you. He looks at, and at that time, the sacrifice that you give. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifice that you give is coming right from your heart. Right. And his came out of pride. So when you offer up a sacrifice, even when you pay tithes unto the Lord, mm -hmm. and, and you give that willingly, that's a sacrifice. You're honoring the Lord right. with your first fruits right. with your first fruits. He's not looking at the person and how much money they have or how sophisticated they are or how smart they are mm -hmm. or he's looking at the sacrifice and the sacrifice that you give to the Lord is a reflection of what's inside your heart. Right. So if you want to give the Lord, you give the Lord your best. Right. And it's not that just, says something about your heart. Right, because it's not just what you give, it's why you give it. It's the spirit in which you do that. Because he said if you do it begrudgingly. Now, people pay their tithes and offerings and, and they mumble and grumble or they feel like, oh, I can skip it this time or <laughs> I can maybe not give as much or, or they look at Oh my goodness, this is what I'm giving? Look mm -hmm. what I can do with this money. Yeah, I know <laughs> God know? said that. He said when he had $100 and he had to get $10, he said, yeah. he got $1,000 and he had to give $100. But when he got 10000 and he realized he had to give 1000 it was like, hmm. <laughs> and so the more he had to give, the more reluctant. It is hard. He it is hard, <laughs> but it, ha it is a sacrifice to the Lord. And when you honor the Lord... That tells you what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people that aren't able to pay tithes. Right. You know, but sometimes I think that... Right. And even when we pray, even when, you know, the, the, the intent that you have in, in your heart, just like you said, the one uh, Pharisee, his prayer was so boastful. <laughs> I, I was on the phone talking to somebody. He said, the person said, yeah. He said, and there just wasn't as... They were humble, humble like me. No, <laughs> 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 oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so the Lord looks at the intent of our heart. And when people say, well, the Lord knows my heart, you have to finish that statement. The Lord knows my heart. He knows that I lie not. He knows that 
I love him. He knows my heart. He knows that I say, I say yes to his will. But when people just say, oh, the Lord knows my heart, your heart could be wrong, you know? So that's not good enough. You have to finish that statement. The Lord knows my heart and that I serve him with everything that I have within me. He knows whether or not I lie. And, you know, Lord, be a witness between me and you. You have to finish that. So going back to bitterness and sibling rivalry, you can't let that fester because it's like a cancer that just right. continually grows. That's what it's, destroyed Esau. It's going to just continually get worse. And the longer you don't address it or confront it, and like him. the Lord says in when he talked to, um, when he told Cain, he said, it, sin is right at your door mm -hmm. and it wants to have you, but you have to rule over it. Right. And that you can find in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. Yeah. But if you don't address it, it just gets worse and worse. And you have to, you have to forgive. Now, he said, what was Esau's uh, fault? He never let go of his anger. Mm. And, and that's what happens with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of They can go families. back 30 years and remember something you did 30 years ago. Right. <clears throat> so you have to discuss your grievances you have to come to an agreement you have to even or let just it go. agree to disagree right. or, or let or, it go and, and, and recognize that love is what matters the most and just let it go you don't you don't give the person the silent treatment you don't give the you don't because uh, you because you feel angry towards them because you still hold that bitterness towards them and unfortunately people just don't do that they just don't give the silent treatment, they lash out right. at each other. There's a lot of anger and hurt mm -hmm. because of that. And uh, once it sets up in your heart, it's, it's, it takes a whole lot to get it out. Right. You have to go to the Lord and let the Lord heal your heart. Because I actually feel like it damages the inner man. And so it takes God to, to heal, to do a spiritual healing. Once you take your eyes off of the Lord and you put your eyes on the problem or the situation, that's a disaster. And it becomes so, overwhelming because you're not able to fix it. It takes God to fix it. But, you know, people get become, become bitter because of their situations, not always because of sibling rivalry or a, a problem with in their relationship. It's because of... You know, things that they're going through. You mm -hmm. know, people who are afflicted with illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they feel like the Lord can heal them. You know, when you look in the Bible, I said, Lord, it's, it's amazing how people would be sick. Some because God deliberately afflicted them. And some because of sin. And, and it just affects the body and you have to go to the Lord. But... A lot of people, they feel like God could have prevented this. God could have stopped this. God could have, God, you know, they're busy telling the Lord what he could have done. Or they look to other people to solve the problem. Right. Whether it's a financial problem, a physical problem, an emotional problem. They look for other people, you know, that mm -hmm. they think that ha they have better tools, better knowledge, better... Giving them more credit than what they should give them. You because know, sometimes we attribute a, a certain amount of knowledge or wisdom to man that they just don't possess. 
Look at Fauci. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And and people look to doctors for yeah. for the ability to heal them. Right. To if they take away their pain or their yeah. illness or their sickness or you know, and and uh they only know as much as God has given them. They, so sometimes you tell the Lord, Lord, give the doctor, you know, the answer. Show them what they can do because it's not the doctor. The Lord allows certain knowledge for them to gain and certain knowledge and to go forward. But it's still the knowledge that they gain is because God allows it and opens up their eyes so that they can see. Can't do nothing without the Lord. Right. Mm-mm. They're just right. mortal men. Right. And I'm afraid of any doctor who's so cocky that he thinks that he's the one doing he the healing. He has the answers. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid of those. <laughs> 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 a doctor that can't acknowledge God scares mm-hmm. me. And it doesn't mean that it's uh, always an illness or a sickness or, or something financial. It could be temptation. Yes. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just being led into temptation mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, some kind of tribulation. Right, and sometimes you know, the one enemy... One thing after another. After another. Have you heard that yeah. saying? You I, want, well, if it isn't one thing, it's another thing. My sister of the church told me, if not one thing, it's three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and one mother of the church said, if not rats, it's roaches. I said, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but, you know, there's a learning lesson in going through hard times. Yes. Now, you can either let that define you become you can let it become let your heart become bitter you can become angry you can Mm -hmm. be angry at the world or doctors Mm -hmm. or whoever you know maybe you got let go from a job right because it will destroy you from the inside out uh you you can um do all of that but but you can also use this as an opportunity to let the Lord work something mm-hmm. in you and through you and teach you. Right. Teach you about this mm-hmm. hard time that you're going through. Exactly. You know, depend on Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, right. Because He said, with all thy getting, you get an understanding. He said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So knowing that the And Lord even has if people us, are just believers mm-hmm. and they're not saved. Right. God will reward your faith. The Lord has always acknowledged when a person has done something right, God gives them the credit. It, it, you have this ability to allow your faith to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs in life. There's always going to be uh, good times and bad times. And um, God doesn't want you to stay in the same spot all right. the time. Exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to be stagnant or complacent. Or, you know, he doesn't want you to settle in and say, well, this is it. This right. is the way my whole life is going to be. So. Right. So what's the use? Right. What's the point? Yeah. He doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to continue to grow. Yep. He wants you to deepen your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to grow stronger right. in your walk with the Lord. He wants you 
he wants you to be healed too. He wants right. you to be delivered. He wants you to feel better. Right. And yet remember God is infinite. And and you can't open the door to all this things although it's easy to do I, because, I when you're speaking your, from experience it's easy yes. to be anxious and go through anxiety and, yes. and, and, and to fret and worry yes. and be so distressed and depressed and yes. but but the bottom line is you have to learn to turn to the lord yeah and you have, um, to, you have to realize something you can never reached the top as far as, as learning the Lord is always going to be forever because God is infinite. So you will always find something new, a new revelation, a new understanding, always. We're approaching the end of our program. It went by so fast, my goodness. But I want to uh, remind everybody what the Lord told Paul. And I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and he said, my grace is sufficient. Now, Paul had a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what the problem was. He, they called it the thorn in the flesh, whether it was... Um, Some people believe it was eyesight. Uh, you know. Maybe it was, um, I don't know. It was something of ailment. It was something physical. But he went to the Lord several times. Mm -hmm. He went several times, and he wanted to be healed of this. And the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Right, and Paul was a, an example of long-suffering, and Paul knew this. The Lord used him uh, so that people could see the long-suffering that he had to go through. And finally, Paul decided, well, all right, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, mm -hmm. then I am strong. Right, and he's saying for Christ's sake. You know, he, he's giving God the glory, not trying to honor himself. Right, right. So, and then... You know, in Psalm 27, there's a song uh, about this too, Psalm 27, 1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm -hmm. You can say, of what shall I be afraid? Mm -hmm. What, who, you know, Ooh, it's not yes. just who, it's, it's what. Whatever comes your way, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be afraid. Right. You just have to be strong and be of good courage. Mm-hmm. And go forward, and we'll have to continue next week. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Since we are talking about hard times, remember what God said in the Word from Psalm 9, 9 through 10. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was reproofs of instruction are what? And the answer is the way of life. And that can be found in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, which reads, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. This week's 